honestly, I will put anything on a burger. Like, you got, like, a jar of sauce? I will just fucking just slap that on a burger. I yeah. will put, I will eat anything. I have, I have put, like, sauerkraut on a burger. I put, like, uh, I put tartar sauce, I think, on burgers last time. That was actually oh, yeah. pretty good. Um, but, yeah, good grilled onion. What, what do you, what do you My... My okay, so my go-to this summer. So we recently got a, a grill. So I've been really getting into Aww, to burgers lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I what I've been doing is uh, consistently seasoned burger, uh, and then you, you do you, don't you gotta season them. Otherwise it's no. otherwise, uh, and then you you do pepper jack cheese, you do jalapenos, and you do a little bit of sriracha, and you gotta get a little bit of kick. And then what we've been doing is my wife has been making uh, homemade sweet potato fries, and then she mixes, oh. and then she makes. And then she makes uh, a, a spicy, like it's like a little two parts mayo, two parts sriracha dipping sauce for it. So you kind of get a little mm. zesty. Mm. Are you saying that doesn't sound good to you? No, it sounds great. Invite me yeah. over. It's God, so good. It's so what good. So we, we're getting, we're really leaning into the spicy grill uh, summer. Spicy grill summer uh, is spicy, officially the label. Yeah, spicy grill so summer. Rusty, what do you put on your burgers? So welcome to Super Deluxe Gamecast, no everyone. Burger <laughs> burger cast? I I, I, I microwaved some some tendies tonight. Fuck that was yeah. that was my oh, yeah. king. Hell yeah! I made some. depression pizza rolls one night this week. Like whatever. Yeah. I made uh-huh. some tonight. I made some ground beef tacos with uh, diced green chilies uh, and a homemade taco seasoning. Uh, and I added some uh, homemade guacamole, uh, a little bit of lettuce, some salsa. Uh, and in my salsa, I use I make my salsa myself, and I use diced tomatoes, uh, onion, um, lime juice, salt, uh, uh, cucumber. Trust me on this one, okay, cucumber. Okay. Uh, cilantro. Yep. Uh, and diced jalapenos, a little bit of the jalapeno yep, okay. juice, and uh, some olive oil. Mix it all up. Yeah. And, Oh, it's really good. And then I threw some cilantro stems onto the tacos themselves, and uh, it was real what good. What is the homemade? What is the? I'm mostly interested in seasoning. For a taco, to me, a seasoning is everything, right? Because if you under season it and it's a really mild taco, uh, uh-uh. it's gotta be, it gotta have some zest. What's so, in your homemade? What's in your homemade flavoring? So in my homemade uh, taco seasoning, I use smoked chili powder, not just any Fuck. chili powder. Uh, a, a crushed up essence of poblano pepper, mm-hmm. uh, salt, uh, regular pepper, a little bit of cayenne, uh, and some oregano. Oh yeah, okay, that's not that's not I, bad. It's not bad. I can actually vouch for John's tacos. I had tacos when I went over to John's house, and they're very good. I, I made Justin's. I made Justin tacos. Oh, he did, and they were very good. I did, I did, and you know what? You, you know what? You, you know what the best seasoning of all is? It's when I love, make love. love. <laughs> Derek, do you have any food talk, or should we do this fucking podcast? Uh, I don't have a food talk, but I have drink talk. So, fuck dinner yeah, was boring tonight because I well, boring but good. I made some salmon and I made like a big hearty salad with a bunch of fruit and nuts and stuff in it, and I was healthy. But I made this drink, which is pineapple juice and guava nectar with a little bit of lime juice, a little bit of cherry grenadine, and that some yeah. flavor? and some beef eater twenty four gin. Fuck yeah, there's that yeah. adult juice. Yeah. Hey, fuck yeah. So I... I am on that tropical shit tonight. I know I've already had the floor like for a long time, but I just want to say shout out to this. Uh, Is that I banana have... beer? Uh, well, no, it's not beer. <laughs> I, uh, I had some rum that I really wanted to drink tonight, but I didn't want to drink it straight. I didn't have anything to mix it with. So I, I typed into our apartment group chat 
Uh, hey, does anyone have any soda? And the answers were no, no, not home, flat Sprite and banana soda. So <laughs> shout out to Cam Koenig for his bottle of Cam, banana soda. Our beautiful friend Cam. Into. Cam. Oh. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify for the people watching live, yes, I did just pour water all <laughs> over the front of myself. Um, I I have not been drinking any alcohol because I do not drink alcohol. Okay, just just um, I do it. This is my game fuel. I I'm just hydrated. This, um, this is uh, listen, Justin. One, it's hot out. You gotta stay cool, buddy. Yeah. Two, this is this is glass number two of El Dorado, fifteen year uh, 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 rum, and oh, good. There oh, is yeah. someone in chat says I'm too quiet. You made me turn my volume down. This uh, is what happens. Um, I can turn you individually up a little bit. Hang tight. Yeah, turn Reb up a little bit. Well, while while Derek is turning Reb up a little bit, uh, wanted to uh, send a special message to somebody who is watching us right now. Uh, Kaylee, uh, Kaylee is a fan of the podcast, and uh, she's watching right now. And her mother reached out to me and told me that she's been getting bullied uh, at school because she likes video games. So, Kaylee, real quick, don't worry about what anybody else thinks about the about your your you know your 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 hobbies, your loves, what you like to do. As you get older, you're going to care less and less what other people think. I guarantee it. And at my age, look at this. Do you think I care what anybody thinks about all this? No, absolutely no not. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. As somebody so, who is deeply, deeply bullied, like unfortunately, almost all the way through school. Um, you know, people kind of children can be mean. Fellow kids can be mean. And the yeah, funny thing terrible. is, th like, I got bullied so much for being, like, nerdy and for being, um, you know, not very, like, boyish despite being a little boy and all these other little things. And the funny thing is, all that stuff's really cool when you grow up. Like, I can't count the number of people who made fun of me for playing Pokemon that were playing Pokemon in college, for example. And, you know, people just are insecure. And, you know, it sucks. And they're, you know, just don't you know forgive them be sorry for them because it is a sign of insecurity and the thing is they're they're all of the things that make you individual and make you who you are and all the things you love all of it literally all of it becomes cool once you hit like college age you're gonna be the coolest kid because everybody is the coolest kid that's just how it goes i i want to add to that derek actually i mean i yeah i, I was bullied as a kid too like in in middle school and high school um Kind of for, for similar reasons, like, because I was in nerdy stuff, like, video games and stuff, and I, I was going to a school where, like, I mean, yeah, everyone played Call of Duty, but, like, it wasn't, like, I, it wasn't, like, Kirby and Pokemon, like, it wasn't cool, but I, I guess, like, it gets better. It really, really does. Like, you will, you will grow up, and you, you will either find them tomorrow, or you will find them, you know, in a few years. You will eventually find your people. You will find your community. Um, it took me until college. It, people find them at different points in their life, but I went to college, and, like, the very first day, there was a kid wearing a Pokemon shirt, and I'm like... Hey, like, same thing, same thing. We both like this. And, and from then on, it was, like, amazing because I had this really cool community of people who, like, loved me for me and the things that I liked and that I cared about. And those people are all over the dang place. So many people like video games. And you will find your people. So it, it gets better. Oh, yeah. Chin up. So, 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 so this is great. So Kaylee's in chat right now. Her mom gave me old information. She's actually 22 now. Oh, and, my God. Uh, <laughs> and her... <John? laughs> I love her mom so much. She she made it sound like this was happening right now. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Wait, <laughs> the child I was giving good adult advice to is just a slightly younger advice. adult. It's great adult advice, and you know you. I mean, 
Hey, it's not my fault. It's uh, yeah, I blame I blame Kaylee's sure? mom. I blame Kaylee's mom. This child is old enough to drink my adult beverage. Also, they use they them pronouns. Uh, okay, cool. See, did not know that. Thank you for telling me that, Kaylee. Thank you for the update. We will keep All that right. in mind, friend. I got bad information. <laughs> did you? I did. Folks, but it's okay. Guess what happened? Guess what happened this week? Cobra, I'm very sorry, but the advice still stands. To <laughs> it's on listening. brand for John. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just remember that John is, is our favorite himbo, all right? Oh my god. What I, is I, had, I had stuff to say, but I don't I don't even know what to say now. <laughs> what is uh, what does that mean? Video games ever? What Fuck. is it? I don't need look, video I'm, games I'm, did happen this last week. I don't know all these all the like all these weird like this is no. a young man's game, all no. these weird terms. No. John, I swear to God, if if you fucking milkshake duck, I swear to God, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth! I'm confused. I am so. Playing. I right, am so, so confused. Uh, listen, this 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 week, uh, Tim Sweeney bent down at the altar of Fortnite and said, "One more season for the king," uh, and we got another season of Fortnite. <laughs> oh my uh, God! In the new in the new season of Fortnite, fucking owns. They're like, "What if?" Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me walk it back. Zach, Zach I'm here. Yes. I'm listening. Okay, okay. okay. Okay, at the end of last okay, at the very end of last season, they're like, "What if water came to Fortnite?" And I was like, "Say more, say more." <laughs> and then they replace the storm with really high, like, uh, 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 interstellar ass waves of water. Where like in the distance, you could always just see fish swimming in your perimeter, which was terrifying. And then the new season started, and it's like, "Ah, oh, the tidal wave came over. The whole map is flooded. There's way more boats. There's swimming sharks." Uh, there's a lot going on. It's a very flooded, very, like, summer beach theme. Uh, and I love it. Uh, and the new season's very good. They have a flooded farm area. The farm is my go-to place. Rev, talk about Fortnite with You can it's... fish and get a shark, and the yes. shark pulls you, and you ski while a shark pulls you around. And, like, okay, so, okay, okay. I have only played one, one game in the yes. season so far because I have had no time. I played like one game is like a 10 minute break from work and I got to third. I was one of the last three. It was a solo match. Fine. So three, three is respectable. Um, but in those last three, there was a point where the circle was very small and I was standing on this hill. Kind of, I built a really shabby little house like suck at building. And I looked over on one hill and someone was over there building a bigger house and they hadn't really seen me yet. So I kind of ignored them and I looked over to the other side and I saw the other person and the other person was not building. They were not collecting weapons. They were not trying to find us. They were not hiding. They were just on a lake going in circles, um, riding a shark. Just, just going yeah. in circles. And I looked at them, and I had my guns, and I could have shot them. Um, and I thought, you know what? That person's living their best life. I'm going to leave them alone. And then they killed me. Wow. Damn. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Why> Damn. <not? laughs> but, like, okay, the new the new season is genuinely good. Like, they've, they've shaken up a ton of the map. And then they've also laid out in the trailer... Like, all these ways they're going to continuously uh, manage to keep shaking up the map. Like, right now, it's a very aqueous uh, map. There's a lot of boats. There's a lot of uh, 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 ways to move across land and sea very quickly. It seems that they're teasing out they're going to bring back some some ground vehicles, which were big uh, and early earlier in Fortnite's life cycle. Um, you know, it's, it's a very fun game, and I'm loving the new skins. There's a new skin in which a, a kitten operates a mech called a Titanfall. Yes. Fuck. My, yes, Meowsles does fuck. Um, it's very cool. Uh, it, there's a lot here with Fortnite. The one thing I will say that continues to be a bummer about Fortnite is you're you're doing really well, 
and then you start shooting somebody and then they just build a tower and then you're kind of the person in the guillotine and you look up at the person holding the lever and then they just pull it and you die because people who built in, in Fortnite are very good and you can't beat them and then you lose. Uh, Fortnite stays good. Uh, I've also been playing Valorant. Valorant is also a good PC game. Um, that's very fun, despite the fact that you cannot play a game without being called um, a horrible slur, which sucks. And I wish Riot would take their community wow. uh, management. Yeah, it's awful. It really fucking sucks. The it's game is fun. It's interesting how so many companies in the wake of recent tragic events have, one, come out and said, oh, shit, we have all these tools we can use just automatically to make our games less racist than they were before. And we're all of a sudden going to start using them. It's like, one, incredible that that's happening, and two, incredible in the game where it's fucking not happening yep like i know these tools exist everyone else has them you have tons of money you literally Listen, have riot Gabe. games money <laughs> yeah 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 riot ha yeah no one has an excuse riot ha has no excuse fucking steam what the fuck still has no excuse uh but yeah i listen tangents aside about uh, uh massive corporations continuing to be fucking awful uh fortnite stays good valorant is also fun uh that's it that's all I've been playing. Those two games. May I go next? Yes. Of yes. course you may. Yay. Um, so this is in uh, going to tie into a thing that was announced and maybe the only thing people really cared about from the PC gaming show, which is Persona, Persona 4 Golden is now on Steam. And I picked it up because it's 20 bucks. Um, Should be on Twitch. I have not. I agree with that. I have not played Persona 4 since be before Golden came out. So I've never actually played any of the Golden content. Um, and this has been a very long time and L Lena can, can attest to this. Persona 4 is very, very important to me. It came along at a very, very bad and dark time in my life. I was right after high school. I was a very dumb and mean and, uh, scared and angry person, uh, dealing with a lot of insecurity and dealing with a lot of unsuredness in life, um, with, with no real path ahead of me who is in a, a very bad situation with my family and and with our our family's finances and health and everything was bad uh and then persona 4 came along and for all of the the things that nowadays we can look back and be like it didn't handle uh like certain lgbt storylines kanjis and and naotos in particular didn't it needed to follow through in a way it did not but despite that it it really did a good job of of telling a very angry and, and shitty young man um that like hey it's kind of okay to be like jealous and be um you know and and have like these intrusive not good feelings because everyone has these kinds of thoughts and feelings and what's important is is not trying to pretend that you're a perfect person but like acknowledging that you have a shitty side of you and being better being the kind of person you want to be in spite of that uh and that that's like the healthy thing to do um you know so persona 4 is very important to me i definitely definitely did not tear up uh, a lot just listening to the menu music while trying to make sure I had it set to the right like game settings. I don't believe you. Um, but yeah, uh, so Persona 4, the only thing people cared about from the PC gaming show, I think, and it's a port of a Vita game. Um, that should be on Switch. That should be on Switch, yes. John, I swear and, to God. And it released God. before the show. <laughs> yeah, it was already out. It released before the show actually started, yeah. <laughs> and it got it was supposed to get announced. So, yeah. but but yeah, so it was. I've, I've just been playing Persona Four, and it's been a great time. Hell I'm yeah! I'm so glad. I I am really glad because I've not played a Persona game before, and I have my my knowledge of them is mainly that one people like Persona, 
two good music, three problematic. Those are like the three facts I know about Persona. Um, and so I know you're someone who's like very sensitive to that kind of thing, especially the specific ways in which Persona 4 is apparently problematic. And so I am glad that you are enjoying it and finding ways to both enjoy it, but also be critical of it at the same time. I would say I 4 absolutely is... absolutely possible with yeah. art. I would say 4 is much less problematic than 5, where 5 is like an, just has a straight out bad yeah. depiction of gay people, versus 4 yeah. has like one character who's kind of an asshole who is homophobic, but he's kind of an asshole, so you're not supposed to agree with his stupid, insecure, dumb, young boy tendencies. It's more that it does not follow through on there's a character who whose story really honestly sets up that they are gay or bi or some kind of queer and struggling with that, and it kind of cops out and turns it into like a masculinity thing instead. Um, so it's just not the right follow through. Uh, and then it has a story about a character who is, is definitely coded as dealing with some transgender issues and it does not follow through and use like the T word and actually talk about that stuff and instead frames it as social expectations of men versus women, which was like, is a, is a good thing to talk about, but it's not the thing you were about to talk about, you know? So missed opportunities more than anything in four. Yeah. I, I really want to see like, like Atlas has been, in the last, like, several years or so, Atlas has been both, I think, subject to more stronger criticism, rightfully, for the things that it gets wrong. Yeah. Um, and also, not not great, but be, you can see them slowly becoming maybe a little bit more aware, especially on the localization side, of kind of what the, the things they need to deal with are. And so, I don't, I mean, I don't know, like, is there going to be a Persona 6? No. Like, what's Atlas going to do next? But I, I sort of want to believe that maybe with whatever Atlas's next big thing is, they maybe sort of at least somewhat talk to their localization teams over here and be like, hey, what can we do? I wouldn't I wouldn't count on that, unfortunately, Reb, simply because uh, Catherine uh, came out a, a long time before Persona 5 did. And Catherine had a very problematic depiction of a trans individual. In that game, like super, it was incredibly transphobic, uh, and and when it's all they, the same writer though, isn't it? Persona it's all 3? the same writer. Yeah, yeah it's cool. all the same writer, and he is working on a new IP. He did not direct Royal, um, and so I know there is some hope that but Royal he... still had problematic. It still it was still problematic in 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 several places, and I guess my point is is that when Catherine Full Body was released, they said that they had addressed. That 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 issue with transphobia, but it, it was a very minor change. Yeah, no, it did. They did, didn't really do much at all. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I want to be Atlas needs I to grow. Be hopeful. Yeah, I I feel I feel for the localization teams for the U.S. because I I mean I don't know them personally or anything, but I feel like they're being given a very difficult thing or having to sort of work it out. I guess. I don't know. But Who's they might out? also be part of the problem. I have not played it. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I've been doing. Justin, have you gone? Uh, let's see. This week I've played a game called Rearrange My Apartment. <laughs> uh, I have played a game called Pay Way Too Much for Car Repairs Unexpectedly. Justin, listen, those are probably indie games. So. Yeah. <laughs> those probably are. High and, budget games. And I, I have been playing the Watch the Countdown Clock for The Last of Us Part 2 because I have it preloaded on my PS4. Um, there's about a little over an hour and a half left, or two and a half hours left. 
uh, and I will be cracking open a monster during this episode <laughs> to keep me going through the night. Um, but yeah, I haven't really, I haven't really uh, played all that much um, this week. But I'm really looking forward to starting Last of Us tonight. I have spoken <laughs> to the, I, I've talked about it several times, but the first one is one of my top three games ever. Um, and I have spoken to a couple people that have told me that I, in particular, will really like um, some of the things they did with this game. I don't know any specifics. I haven't even watched all of the official trailers or gameplay that has been released. So I'm going in pretty pretty in the dark, and I'm really excited. I'm planning on just kind of blasting through that this weekend. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it, because I'm kind of in that weird period where, like, after, like, it's, it's happened to me with E3 a lot, and it's kind of hitting me a little bit, like, after that PS5 conference, is like, hey, here's a bunch of really, really cool cool games that you can't play for a while. And it's like, I want, I want to play those games. Um, but thankfully, there's actually something exciting coming out uh, this week. So um, I'm just looking forward to that, and I will talk about... I'm sure I will be talking more about that game uh in the future once I actually play it. Justin, so. <laughs> I'm super curious and you don't have to answer this now like you can wait till you actually play the game, but I am very curious about your thoughts on it because I so you I mean you know like we've talked about this before. We know that the last yeah. part 2 is not a game for Rebecca. It's not a game that Rebecca likes. Rebecca is very critical of a lot of things surrounding the game. Um and I know you are too like and you know things like Warcraft was um and the way some things depicted. That said, today was sort of interesting because as embargo restri- restrictions lifted, we started seeing more people who were, you know, critics and people who had played the game already talk a little bit more candidly about it. And, you know, even without spoilers, but sort of saying how the just fucking wildly restrictive review guidelines made it, and that combined with the marketing, made it very, very difficult to talk about The Last of Us Part Two. And I think it's been very interesting because I, my impression of it literally up until basically today has been that it is just this horrifically unnecessarily violent game like just at all points and i i don't think that that's necessarily untrue but it has been interesting no, to suddenly it's... see a bunch of people come forward and say and... a little bit more detail about kind of the emotional impact and the softness of that game too that they weren't allowed to say before and the ways in which the marketing did it wrong and that has been yeah. very interesting and i i really agree with you there because i think the marketing for this game has been bad real bad um like i said i'm such a huge fan of the first game but like they specifically said and they had said back when the first game blew up and everything that they wouldn't do a sequel unless they had a good reason to and story-wise in what they divulged in the trailers did not get me excited it did not feel like this is a good reason to return to the world of the last of us it felt like this sounds like the most basic revenge plot story yeah, they could have they taken. Marketed it, they marketed it so that everybody thought that it was basically a fridging your gaze revenge plot. Yeah. And I know yeah. I know everyone's and like, it's probably not actually that, but the fact that they made it look like that is not great. It's not good marketing. Yeah. Um. But like also just, and I, I could talk about, I actually, we did an episode where we talked about marketing violent games and I criticized a lot of stuff surrounding Last of Us as well. But like, because I think they were so restrictive with what they were going to talk about with the story, it also made it so that they could only really focus on the level of violence in this game, which is unfortunate because the reason the the original Last of Us hit for me is it's not entirely like man is the real monster kind of story. It's people are capable of great cruelty and great love. 
And it's kind of how these things intertwine and how they break people and how they influence people. Um, so there's moments that are really, really sweet, really funny, interspersed between all the misery and stuff. And it wasn't until I read, um, particularly uh, Natalie Flores' uh, review yes. for Paste. Shout out that, to Natalie! Which, she was somebody that did not like the first game and has said that she thinks 2 might be her favorite game ever, which is very exciting. Um, but uh, she was the first person I saw that described what I wanted in a sequel to The Last of Us. Um, I linked her review which in the is, chat. You should go read it. Oh, Everybody. perfect. Yes, go, go, go check it out. It's a great review. And so um, I'm glad to see that. And I am glad to see that um, a number of women and queer people have been able to review yeah. the game. And we're quite positive on representation and things like that, um, as well as glowing accessibility scores, which is not something I would have expected from The Last of Us to really pioneer. So that stuff has made me very excited and kind of kind of let myself get as excited as I normally would be for this game because the marketing... One, because I've avoided a lot of the marketing because I want to go in fresh, but two, because a lot of the marketing didn't click with me, but... Um, so I'm really excited to go through it and to see um, where it takes me tonight. So I'm excited um, for you. I'm really excited that there's a game you're excited for me. So I guess it's me, huh? Um, Get it. So uh, today I finished Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Um, which wait, Zach, have you gone yet? Zach yeah, went first. Yeah, he started. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. I couldn't. I couldn't remember. Okay, so uh, today I uh, finished Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Uh, great JRPG. I finished the first one on Wii U years ago. Um, it's never going to be one of my favorite JRPGs of all time, but for what it is, it's an extremely well-made, solid game uh, with a lot of little minor problems, but it still is able to kind of become more than the sum of its parts. Uh, and uh, it's a long game. After about 65, 70 hours, I finished it. I'll probably get into the uh, post-game Future Connected uh, stuff. Why is my name moving around? I don't know. That's weird. My, wait, it's my name. <laughs> it's weird that it's doing that. <laughs> wait, what's, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean, name? No, I, I, on the stream, uh, Derek started putting my name. Oh, I can't have the this. stream open, or uh, else okay. my internet right. will well, die. No, go for it, Derek. I like it. I like it. It adds a little. It adds a little bit of flavor. Um, I've also been playing uh, Isle of Armor uh, since that released. Um, really enjoying it so far. Uh, the entire Isle of Armor is basically one big wild area, which I think is really cool. Um, and uh, I'm actually, I took, I hopped on my bike and just kind of took a ride across the island. And it's not incredibly massive but i do really appreciate the amount of variety there is in the landscape i came across a swamp and a forest and a desert and uh there's beaches and it, it's really cool uh the the landscape itself is much more much more diverse than the galar region itself so i thought i thought i think it's great so far uh and um it makes me really really glad that they're going the dlc route as opposed to just another pokemon game this year um are you right, Reb, like finding it, the 150 diglet? Yeah, I, I have not even started trying to find the diglets yet. 150 diglet. I have not even. I'm not I, actually it's... mad. I think it's very funny. Wait, what? There Wait, is what is a, this? Okay, so this is there's a side quest. So when you get to the Isle of Armor, um, you get there. There's like a brief encounter, like at the train station, and then you st you're kind of indicated that you're supposed to go to this dojo across the bridge. 
and you start walking towards it and this dude stops you um and there's like a diglet in the ground and you're like okay a diglet is this an alolan diglet it is and the dude's like yeah i got this alolan diglet i actually have 150 of one of these and this is and they're all lost i don't know where they went can you help me find them um and so there are 150 <laughs> alolan diglet scattered across the isle of armor and they are underground so all you see is just the very tiny top of their head and the little hair sticking out. That's all you see. And there are 150 of these. I am going find. to find every the one of them. The reward, though, the reward is actually good. The reward is after at certain milestones of finding certain amounts of them, he gives you Alolan Pokemon. So I like it. So this is how they have introduced Alolan. Oh, that's Alolan. cool. Alolan yeah. Raichu, the fucking best Pokemon. Um, Alolan Executor, also an extremely good Pokemon. Um, and then the very last reward is apparently an Alolan diglet which is very funny this game um, this game just I, i'm so happy i got into pokemon reb like pokemon's i great. i pokemon's great it, I it love, really I've is DLC too. It's really great. like i went back and i played uh pokemon emerald and pokemon blue and pokemon red like i just i i'm so glad i got pokemon games whatever which, which one is that gold and silver man or heart gold and soul silver or crystal, i have not no i have not played gold and silver you're right crystal is the best pokemon. okay all right i'll remember that um as far as, so, and there's another game that I have not played yet that's, uh, that is out now. It's not The Last of Us. And I wanted to demonstrate it for everybody on the podcast here. So I got my toothbrush and I got my toothpaste ready to go. So let's do this. Here we go. It's called All right. I, got, I got everything ready to roll right here. Let's, uh, let's, 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 uh, let's, here we go. To a Pokemon smile. I can't play that game, which is really upsetting to me. Um, I'm working. It's not doing anything. It doesn't recognize my camera. There we go. Can I pay um, to not see this? It <laughs> so what is this? Okay, I've... so John can, can somebody explain this to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's playing Pokemon at the same time. Free... Brush your teeth, John. It's a free app that was released uh, this week by He's the Pokemon gonna go company. to a sink after this, um, right? It is intended to help children feel more encouraged to brush teeth. So you have this game, you open it up, you pick a Pokemon. I think you pick like Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander, Pikachu, or Eevee, whatever. Um, and then they like sit on your head and you br it has a camera. It like recognizes your phone's camera and it gives you like this error feature where you brush your teeth. And as you brush your teeth, it like tracks your toothbrush and like it tries to encourage you to like brush for like a certain period of time and get like all the different gotcha. areas. And if you do really well, then you capture Pokemon or get little accessories to put on your starter Pokemon. That's the idea. It, Mine John. doesn't work. Swallow. So I don't know what it goes fit. <laughs> John, please go to a sink. John, go to a sink. Rinse out your mouth. I have a glass of water here. Power. John, the world does exist just off of your camera. I have a glass of water here. John, do you have like a fucking spatoon set up? I just said I have a glass of water. Let's see how I did. So right now... Right now, the game is screaming at me that it can't see my toothbrush anymore. Yeah, it fucking can't. Can Neither can I, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> so, yeah, no. I mean, I don't know, but like right now, Squirtle... You have a kid. Does your brushing. kid have good brushing habits? Did you teach him well? Of course, although he lies to me constantly about it. That's kid. Oh, that's kid. You well, know, you I... should get him Pokemon Smile. Is this I mean, he's 12. Not, is this not just I'm one more... 29. Is this not just one more application that is trying to get our youth accustomed to cameras constantly being on their faces, tracking their motions, and knowing what they're up to? 
I mean, I just know really makes you think, huh? I know that's mostly a joke, Zach, but I I do think it is. I'm kind never... of serious. I really it want I really sorry. want Zach to run his own left wing podcast radio. Like. <laughs> I do think I do think it is just another app to get our kids accustomed to the idea of Pokemon at an early age. They're by selling <laughs> yeah. them more games. So like this what? Is... My breath, my breath feels great now, though. So that's you should it. do that more often. This is gonna be the part of the show where, like, rude. I, I like reveal a tattoo of like a "Don't tread on me." That's like, <laughs> no, no, like, this is an it's, it's, reveal. Uh, it's it's the new Gator. Me. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. Poster. Uh, so, <laughs> so back back before I gave up on on doing it, I had this idea for an April Fool's episode where we would be the fake fictional <laughs> podcast we all make fun of. The the insane pro broadcast, insane um, pro broadcast, and Zach's alter ego would be like a right wing like Ben Shapiro type, and he would have his own segment called the Zach Down with Smack Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And he would just can be I, like, "Can I be your, can I be your liberals. token anti-feminist woman, please?" Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Be our <laughs> Christina Hoff Summers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll have to bleach your hair, though, Reb. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll have to grow yeah. it out, too. I was going to be a juggalo, so, you know, it's really <laughs> cool. What was I going to be, Derek? Right. Yeah. Pro, bro, I, I but... hadn't, I gave up before I finished the sketches, so it's fine. Like, we'll, I'll we pick it up at some point. That, I mean, I, I'm Big we'll Boston. Yeah, I, I you know are that. always Big Boston. Anyway. Big Boston. Yo, this podcast's right. weird this week. Let's Big Boston was going to be a bully Keep for sure. Keep the weirdness going. All right. So, what's first on the uh, what's for uh, Zach? Take, why don't you take us into our first topic? Yeah. So so our first topic. It's our only other topic left. Uh. So it's been Reb's got her hand up. Do I get to talk about what I've been playing? Oh, Reb. I thought you. I had asked you. Everybody had gone. I just you interrupted played, every one of you, you to ask questions about what you were playing. I didn't you talk about what you were playing. I played please. every game that you all listed. Reb, please, please. I I'll want be to hear really, it. really fast. I know we need to move on. Stop. Uh, so, no, we have time. We have one time. No, in, a, time. in the Isle of Ar Armor and Fortnite, which are things that I played alongside the rest of our crew. Um, I also dove back into the itch.io bundle for racial justice quality which is no longer for sale but it did make over eight million dollars oh, uh, yeah. really good charity so fuck yes hell yeah um, that bundle is great i played a series of small games out of that um so in addition to what i'd already played um which i talked about last week i played white ocean big jacket and uh, uh crap was it and uh, uh what's it called the the thing on the car on the cliff and the deer uh far from noise um anyway okay. this week i played um quench which is a puzzle game about a herd of elephants that is trying to cross this uh, savanna and reach their ancestral lands in a pilgrimage they make every year. Um, and you play as this bird who is guiding them. It's like this gift from their ancestors who's shown up and the savanna is like really dangerous. There's like weird smoke beasts and stuff. And your powers are rain, lightning, earthquakes, and wind. Um, and every, you get like these maps and there are these, you, you guide the herd like one to one area at a time and they'll walk on their own. But as they go, like, you have to use, like, lightning to clear off obstacles or use rain to make the grass lush so they have things to eat as they go. Um, but there are certain areas where, like, when you clear them off, like, you have a limited amount of each power. But there are certain areas where if you clear them off or do or clear the obstacle, then you'll get more power back. Um, and so it's a little bit strategy oriented as well. Um, you can get yourself stuck and have to restart the map. But it's like this very interesting strategy puzzle game um, that's that's sort of about moving this these different herds of animals, start picking up more herds of animals across these maps. 
Um, and it was very relaxing. I liked it a lot. Um, then I played Campfire Cooking, which is a game where you roast marshmallows um, on this grid, and there's like little fires, and you want to roast both sides of the marshmallow over the fire exactly once, and you can roll the stick and move it over the fire. Um, but you don't want to burn, you don't want to hit the fire twice with the same side and the marshmallows will like bump in. There's like obstacles, there'll be like a log or something. And so you have to like maneuver them around the campfire to like put Hell them yeah. over the fire the correct amount of times. It's also a puzzle game. And then I played, sorry, last one. It is called Where is Pat? It is a Oh, game. I was watching this on this. This is, yeah. <laughs> it is a game that is made by this, this, this person who's like a game developer, like his, his profession, and his, he did a game jam where the, the rule of the game jam was your kids had to participate. Like, some kids had to help make it. And so the game, Where is Cat, is this game. It's just, like, all hand-drawn. Like, like, very clearly his children drew a lot of these pictures. Um, and y- your goal is to find the cat in, like, a series of six scenes. And you click on the cat and you move <laughs> to the next area. Um, but here's the twist. You get to the final, the like the final area. You find the cat in the barn, and then the cat's in the barn, and the cat's like, "Hey, bring me some plates." And then you go back through all the same maps, and you find the <laughs> plates in each map. And then you reach the cat again, and he's like, "Okay, bring me some forks." And then you do the same for the forks. And then you do this with cupcakes, and then you do this with mice. And at the very end, I thought I was like, "Oh, this cat's gonna eat all these mice." No, he gets a big cake for himself and little cupcakes for all the mice, and they have a little cake party. It's nice. <laughs> it was lovely. It's like a five-minute it... long game, and it made me so happy. These like kids helped make this game, like little kids. It was great. And what's what's the name of the game? Where is Cat? Where's Cat? I think it's Where's, Where's Hat. Where's Cat? Where's <laughs> and so hat? I was like desperately searching IMDb to get a cursed hat joke from what we did in the shadows. Also, but... sorry. One other thing about this game is that like yeah. the whole time you're playing it, it is playing this ver- this music that like. I don't really know how to describe it, but, okay, imagine, like, kind of maybe, like, an older film, um, and it's, like, a very French film, and it's, like, a woman who's, like, like, the idea of, like, a woman, like, in black and white, like, sitting in a windowsill, like, smoking a cigarette, kind of lazily, like, looking out the window. Um, imagine the music that would be set to that, the very French music. That's mm-hmm. the music for Where is Cat. Fuck yeah. It's perfect. Really like, I I have a perfect mental image of what exactly, this game is exactly. from this description. Really good. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. yeah I if guarantee you bought it. that bundle and just want to find a cat for five minutes, like, go look up Where is Cat. It's great. Hell I'm yeah. sorry. Derek's dog is breaking my fucking heart right now. Oh. Yeah. Like, you can almost hear, like, the fucking sad dog commercial that everyone <laughs> used to like, Yeah, like, oh, God. DMCA takedown. <laughs> <laughs> Reb, although I was hoping a, you... The Reb, dog has a great home. He's look out, he lives with, he he lives with Derek. She does. She lives yeah, with Derek. She does. Yeah. Hmm? Reb, Reb, real quick. Can you explain to me the, o- the, the death ocean wall? In Fortnite? Yeah. Is this just the new storm? It's gone already. Zach Reb. already explained it. It was I don't, during... That during was like the, Zach's entire segment. Job. Yeah, the, during the Fortnite event, so the, okay, the Fortnite season officially started like yesterday, the new season. There was an event on Monday to preclude the season, and during that event, the current map, the the wall, you know, the the wall, the storm, storm wall, the storm yeah. that enclosed because you played a battle royale before, you know what the storm is. Yeah, okay, it, when it encloses on you, it was just a giant wall of water. That's what it was. It's, but it's gone now. I, just, I thought it was a permit. It's gone now, but now the map okay. is flooded. Like, the idea being that this massive wall of water came 
like exploded on the map and drowned everything. I, I, mis I, I misunderstood. I thought it was like a like a replacement for the storm or something. Okay, it never was. mind. It was. It was for like. No, I meant minutes. like permanently. No, but yeah, I thought um, it was like permanently replacing the storm. They added a lot of wind turbines, and that seems pretty hypocritical coming from a man who said they want to keep politics out of games. Tim Sweeney, <laughs> where does he? What do you really mean, Tim Sweeney? I need to stop talking because I've had too much rum. <laughs> All right. So apologies for taking very for talking a lot this last segment. No, no, no. Since Zach is in his cups, um, we should move on to there were there were a lot of video game events this last week. Yeah, um, there were like just a lot, just just very many. Um, there was the Gorilla Collective and the PC Gaming Show. And the Future Games Showcase all back-to-back -back over the weekend. And then we actually just, like, a couple hours ago had EA Play. Were there any more? Was that There's a bunch of IGN stuff going on, too. Um, did you mention the Gorilla? Uh, yes, that was the first one I said. Yeah. Okay, didn't, sorry. Didn't Games didn't Games Radar sponsor one of them? Did you say that one, too? That was Future, I think. Was, yeah, that was that's Future right. Games, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there were a lot of video games. And um, yeah. so we thought, like, rather than, like, trying to go show by show, because I think some of us didn't watch them, um, oh, and then there's the Pokemon showcase as well. That was a big one too. Right, it's the so biggest we one. thought about maybe going in like a circle and sort of like highlighting a couple games that we saw that we want to talk about. Um, does anyone want to start? Does anyone feel the spirit in them? I feel the spirit Derek. within me. Oh shit, yeah. Derek! Pokemon fucking snap! Pokemon fucking snap! Pokemon fucking snap! Let's Wait, fucking go! Like, if yes. Cam was here, he would confirm it. Cam and I do, like, a 10-minute morning walk every morning where we just do a loop around the neighborhood, like, to stretch. Um, and I went, and we were out on, like, the busy street that, like, runs near our neighborhood. And we were talking about this Pokemon thing that was going to happen in, like, 30 minutes. And I was like, man, I, don't, I know they're not going to do it, but I really want a Pokemon Snap. I love Pokemon Snap. And then there was kind of an awkward pause. And I looked out the street, and I said, I love Pokemon Snap! And I yelled it really loud for everyone to hear. <laughs> and then we got Pokemon Snap. So I did it. I summoned Pokemon you, Snap. You did, so, and I thank you. Reb, if you could go out tomorrow and scream, I love Metroid Prime Trilogy. No, it's not true. It has to be sincere. It has to come from the heart. Okay, fine, Reb. Scream, I love Metroid. Final Fantasy VI. Why would I do that? What's that going to give me? It's going to give you Final Fantasy Reb, VI on Twitch. Reb. Go Derek, out, tell me about go out and, and yell that we'll win the election in November so oh, I can please. feel better. <laughs> Derek, tell me about Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap is the fucking best N64 game ever made. Um, <laughs> without even a goddamn question, you get in a goofy three-wheeled basket. <laughs> you are the doinkiest motherfucker in the Todd entire... Snap. Todd Snap is the is is such a dweeb that even middle school Derek I forgot his was, name was Todd Snap. Even middle school Derek was beating him up and taking his fucking yep. lunch money. Okay. Oh um, my gosh. Pokemon Snap. No bullying. Yeah. Well, it's I don't I didn't say I was a good kid. Um, but uh, and you get in this three wheeled basket and you throw apples and tear gas at Pokemon in order to photograph them better. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I I'm being very reductive, but it's such a good game. And um you you go through these different courses and you take pictures of Pokemon and the different things you do with the like pester balls and the food and different things in the environment you interact with can set up. So like in the original game, if you wanted a picture of a Gyarados, there's no Gyarados anywhere. You had to find a, the right Magikarp and knock it 
into like a whirlpool or something with um, an apple. Uh, like, so that yeah. meant like aiming and catching it in midair and just clunking him into the right spot. Um, and then he would show up later as a Gyarados. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Like you would have to like interact with the levels and make things happen. You could make Pikachu surf if you let him to a surfboard and then like surfing Pikachu is worth more points. Pokemon Snap is just good. And they're making a new Pokemon Snap. And it's called New Pokemon Snap because don't fuck with a good thing. And you are still in a goofy three-wheeled basket. <laughs> you are one. you it's it's the exact same. same. No it's a picnic. It's a, it's a metal picnic basket with three wheels. Drives on a little road, drives on a little road. You get your camera. Presumably, you get your bag of apples and your bag of tear bat tear gas pellets. Um, we're gonna I hope need they them. change that. I hope they change. The- they're literally called pester balls. Yeah, and they make pester balls. Yes, it's not my they favorite are, thing. They're meant to annoy. Uh-uh. I, hope they cha- I assume they'll make that something. Somebody's else that has gonna a need. Similar... Look, they're gonna need to do something with all the tear gas pellets once we abolish the police. So. But but yeah, so Roman Pokemon. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> it's, a, it's a new Pokemon Snap, and we're gonna take new pictures of Pokemon, and it's a it is a basically non-violent game, um, other than you throwing stinky balls at people sometimes to make them upset a little bit. Um, but I just love it. Annoying I love it. Spears, yeah, I can and see Zach is pinching. Like Zach is trying not to say anything. He's trying so hard. I want to hear Justin. Like, no, you should, you should. Justin, yes. So I um I I'm very excited about Pokemon Snap. This is kind of like the one um game that has been announced this week that I have very very strong feelings about. Um but I'm I'm super super excited because one I've been asking for a new Pokemon Snap for like 20 years now because I didn't have an N64 when I was a kid, so I would only play it at Blockbuster on that weird <gasps> display that you would go to to print out your pictures if you had a memory card, but you could o- you could also play like a time-limited demo of the first level or something. Like, I played it at friends' houses. I have played the whole game, but like, I, I didn't have it and I wanted it. And that was like re- when I was really into Pokemon at the time. So I'm so excited we're getting another one, but like, the whole concept of like Pokemon Snap and like photography games, especially with like wildlife, is something I've been hoping be- becomes a bigger thing. And not many people have really done it. There was that one PS3 game, Africa, from Sony that was kind of the same thing, but it wa- it wasn't. Like it was. I mean, it, I think it was a like an educational game, but like. I'd really like more games like this, so I'm really excited to see it coming back. And also, just on a personal note, like, the mainline Pokemon games have simultaneously not evolved in a way that's appealing to me, but also evolved in ways that feel very complex, like, for me to jump back into. Like, the writing is still very much, like, for children, which is gonna drive- which would drive me crazy, but, like, there's a lot of new mechanics and stuff that- and new Pokemon that I would just be totally lost, so, like- a snap game is like the perfect new Pokemon game to get me excited for a new Pokemon game. So I am, I'm, I'm super pumped for this game. Like I just, I'm just, I'm just really excited. And it's the first time, like there's been one of these announcements from Nintendo that everybody kind of loses it for that has really struck with me to, in a while. So like, that's been fun to be able to join in on, on all that. So I'm excited, John. Um, I do like I love Pokemon Snap. Also, uh, I do. Ho- it's it's the only Pokemon game I played uh, growing up, 
Um, but uh, until, you know, but what I do hope that they add a little more substance because I remember it being very short. Like I, I, I finished the, oh, yeah. the game on N64 in like an hour. Like it was, it was, it was over very quickly. Um, and I imagine that they'll, they'll, they'll be something of more substance here. Um, but I think we, it, it also needs to be pointed out just how beautiful this game is. Like it's, it's legit one of the most beautiful games I have seen running on the Switch. Like it, it looks, it's very colorful. I was gonna say I know this is this is a hot take, um, but it feels like this is like one of the first like undeniably like I'm not saying there's there's not other Switch games that have a great art style. I'm saying like visual fidelity. It feels like one of the 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 is it considered first party since Bandai Namco's making it. I don't know. Either way, it's weird to see a very good looking game on Switch. Like, and I know and that sounds meaner than I mean it to be. It just looks great. It, the visuals are, are were surprisingly solid for me, and I, I was impressed. It looks cool. I love I love Pokemon Snap. I love Pokemon Snap. It looks very good. I'm yeah. So good. I'm sorry, I can't like infuse this enough with my energy because you all have already said like many of the things I wanted to say about Pokemon Snap, and this is also Derek's segment. But I just want to add that like I I think there has definitely been a renewed appreciation for this sort of idea of Pokemon not just like as this th- turn-based RPG thing that you throw out in battle right like like Detective Pikachu one of the things that I love the most about that movie was that city scene where it's like backed up and you just saw all these Pokemon just coexisting with humans and like just living their damn lives right like if Pokemon were real most of them would just like you know kind of go about like they wouldn't most of them wouldn't battle like they would just sort of do their thing and the, this is sort of the reverse of that this is sort of them all in their natural habitat just chilling like hanging out and doing whatever Pokemon things they felt like doing and like I loved seeing and, and you not disturbing them specifically like yeah there's like pester balls and you can throw apples and stuff but I think the idea is mostly that you're just sort of going through on this preset track and like see, watching Pokemon and seeing how they behave and what they do for the purpose of understanding you're better. I love that. It's like it's like very much like it, it's almost a conservationist attitude. Um, and it, it's like peaceful and chill and it's pretty. And you get to see Pokemon do like in this sort of like imagined realm. Like when I was a kid, I remember you know being like nine or ten and playing Pokemon with my friends. You know, we'd run around the backyard and we'd like you know, have Pokemon battles and stuff. Like that's what we do. Um, and in our heads, it like looked like this real thing. Like, like we're imagining like the Squirtle that was like following us around or stuff. And this is very much like the idea that I had in my head then of like Pokemon splashing through the water and flying through the trees. Um, love that. I love Pokemon Snap. I love it. <laughs> it's, it is, it, it, it's, it, it's, 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 it's so nice to see. Did it. I can't believe they fucking did it. I thought this was a joke. I thought there was no way. That trailer, it came on. And it's like this pavilion and the buffalo like walking through the field. And I'm looking at that, and there's a moment where I was like, "That looks like it actually could be Pokemon Snap." And then I'm like, "There's no fucking way. This is something else. I don't know what it is. It's not Pokemon Snap." And then the moment where Pikachu is on the beach with the apple, I was like, "Fucking Pokemon Snap!" It's like they've been ignoring how popular Pokemon Snap is and how loved it is for ages for no good reason, which is the Nintendo way. Let's be real. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I want to be able to throw an apple directly into a Waylord's blowhole and upset it. That's that, that sounds cruel, but I'll allow it. Waylord is in the game. Yeah. We saw him. Big boy. He's a big boy. He's a he's a big lad. Yeah. It's a big it's like, a big uh big target for golf balls and apples. That's all I'm saying. Zach, how big? How big, Zach? <laughs> that big. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, and they also uh, at the uh, at the Pokemon conference, Derek. They announced that there's another co- Pokemon conference happening next week, where they've got yeah. a big announcement. 
Presumably, I'm so it's got to be big enough that they wanted it separate from everything else. Yeah, I wonder if it's talking about like a very early talking about something next year, right? Like so the next my, big game. My my theory is that it is going to be the next mainline game, and they normally wouldn't announce it quite this early. But I would assume that the reason they're doing it is because they know they're not doing a main this year; they're doing DLC instead. And they want to let people know that it's coming. Of, yeah, and so I mean, the two predominant theories right now are Sinnoh remakes, Gen Four, or Let's Go Johto. Those are the two. I. I don't know which one it would be. I do not think they are going to make a new generation. No. Like, they, they usually no. balance it, right? And and Switch games are going to take longer to make. Yeah. I, I uh, mean, yeah. I, I think Let's Go... I, I, I think another Let's Go game makes sense, Reb. Um, because again, like I think, I think they're moving away from from annual. I mean, they're obviously moving away from annual releases of new games, and it seems like the mainline Pokemon games are going to follow the DLC route now. Um, so, so yeah, like I, this is clearly a remake of some kind. Um, uh, we'll see. Derek, what did you say that? Uh, Derek, Derek, what did you say you thought it was? No, I just think it's their next mainline game. I, I, okay. I, I agree. I do not think it is a like new generation because they always get multiple games right. out of a generation. Um, right. I think that they're getting the opportunity to take more time on it than they otherwise would have, thanks to the uh, this being kind of an off year for mainline games. Um. I, I'm much more likely to believe that it is a traditional Pokemon game than that it's a let's go type entry. Um, but we'll see. Reb, you're a big Pokemon fan also. Do you have a do you have a preference as to what you hope this is? Uh, I it's actually hard. I know people in the chat are saying they didn't like Let's Go. I actually did like Let's Go, Pikachu I did and Eevee. Too. Like I, I thought they were a wonderful like introduction to Pokemon, especially for young people. And I enjoyed them for what they were. I don't need a lot of complexity. Pokemon. I just like seeing the Pokemon, honestly. Um, I think I would err on the side of Let's Go Johto because Johto is my favorite. Like, Gen 2 is my favorite. I would love a remake of that. I also have a very soft spot in my heart, and I could go on for hours about how much Chris, the the female character from Soul, and how they did her dirty in Heart Gold and Soul Silver by replacing her with someone else, even though Chris is cool as shit. Um, but that's like neither here nor there. I do think that I wouldn't be upset if they said Sinnoh Re Gen 4 is actually my least favorite generation of Pokemon. That said, I think that most of the remakes they have done are really, really good and really like Heart Gold and Soul Silver were fantastic. I love Omega Alpha Sapphire. I would love to see Sinnoh get this treatment because I think it would make it fall so I honestly, it's gonna be a new Pokemon game. Like I don't fucking care. I just love Pokemon. I'll play whatever you throw at me. Pokemon. Any Pokemon. I'm getting Pokemon Snap. I'm satisfied for like the next five years, folks. <laughs> what else did they? They also announced that cafe game, that restaurant game, which I am actually like, despite my my overcooked memories, I'm really excited about that. It's not anything like that, right? Like it. it no, it's not. Me, but I hope it's exactly like me, overcooked like, because I, then John will hate it. I thought Thank you, the, Derek. I thought the aesthetics of it were really nice. I like the like the the kind of drawn style of it. But it to me again, I didn't see any trailers. I saw this in post. The screenshots reminded me of like almost Pokemon Puzzle League from N sixty four era. Is that accurate to, to people who actually saw it? Am I the only one who played Pokemon Puzzle League on N sixty four? You might have been. I never played it. No, uh, I I know what you're talking about, but I know what 
you're talking about Pokemon Puzzle League, but I don't know. I didn't hear about this game, so I, I don't have a frame of reference. What what's it called? Let me let me Google it real quick. Cafe. What, what's this called? Nintendo. Pokemon Cafe. Ca yeah. Right? Pokemon Cafe. Pokemon Cafe. Yeah. Okay. While uh, while Justin's looking at that, um, what were uh, Reb? What was the next? Uh, what was the conference after the Pokemon one? Was it Gorilla that came next? No, I want to go back to Derek, who brought up Pokemon Snap because it was one of the games you wanted to mention, and I want to make sure that Derek has had a chance to I'm mention good. all of the I, games. I'm good. Okay. I, po Pokemon Snap is the thing. I mean, there's one other thing out of this entire week that I thought was like a really for me announcement, but I also know someone else is going to talk about it, so I'm good. Go no, go ahead. Oh, uh, uh, Star Wars Squadrons. If anyone here wants to talk mm. about Star Wars Squadrons, I will wait for you. Um, because I obviously do not want to take up the two coolest games that were talked about in this last week. I mean, I, I might be the only person who gives shit. Someone talk about Star Wars Squadrons, no, I, Derek. I can talk about Squadrons. you want me to just take it then? Real yeah, quick. take it. Because that's, that's the only about? game I really want to talk about. Same. So I'm kind of like cautiously optimistic for this game. Um, I, th I think it looks really cool. But like, I, one of my like... So the GameCube was like the first game console I was allowed to own as a child in my home. My mom didn't like video games, but that was the first one. And I got and, you know, I played Rogue Leader on the GameCube religiously. Fucking like the two games guy. I got, the two games I got were Rogue Leader and Smash Brothers Melee um, for launch. Pr pretty good couple of games, yeah. I would say. But like, if you have to be limited to two GameCube <laughs> games, those aren't bad. Um, but I oh I I love that game. Um, so I'm I'm really hoping Squadrons can kind of uh, channel some of that energy um, with it, uh, as well as like the old like X-wing and Tie Fighter games. I was horrible at those, but I did try playing them on my uncle's computer with a flight stick and crashed repeatedly. Um, but I do have nostalgia for those as well. So like, I, it kind of seems like squadrons is kind of like a mix of all of those things. So I'm excited to see how it is. Also, I really want to try out the VR support. Um, the idea of being Ooh. able to look around, you know, a cockpit in, you know, in an ac actual X-Wing or TIE fighter, super exciting to me. Like that's the, that's the sort of thing that I've wanted from VR for a while. And we got like a seven minute long like thing included with the first battlefront or something. So like this is gonna be a full game. They said it fully supports VR, which is super cool. Oh, that would um, be vomit city for me though, man. Like I, I wouldn't be able to handle that. No way. One time um, one time I was at an event. It was the reveal event for press Valve Index. They brought a bunch of third in. They had no VR there. Hey Reb, Reb, sorry, really quick. Your your mic, it, it's the game. Uh, got turned down too low before the show. Just talk a little light, louder than you normally would. Sorry, it's just. Oh Discord's God! I you already talk really loud. Okay. <laughs> That's perfect. One time, I was at this event for the showing off the Valve Index to the press before it was out, and they brought a bunch of third parties in with VR, and one of them was No Man's Sky VR before it was out. And I put that thing on. I was having so much fun. And I was like, you know, running around and throwing shit around the planet and mining ore and doing No Man's Sky shit. And they're like, you want to get in a spaceship? And I'm like, yeah, I want to get in a spaceship. And I got in a spaceship and I went up into space and it was great. And then I was like, I'm going to do a little flippity-doo. And I did a little flippity-doo and don't do a flippity-doo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like get down in the floor in the middle of the room and close my eyes because I still had the headset on. 
on and it was like tight and i'm like no no don't do that no that is that is the best quote we've had on this podcast don't do a flippity do don't do a flippity do red valentine don't do it it's bad you know what like you could red you could apply that to just so many situations in life like stop somebody from doing something hey don't do a flippity do I'm going to fucking okay. tell you that, John. Don't do a flippity-doo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do I don't do a flippity. I would never do a flippity-doo. I So so listen, Star Wars Squadrons, like Justin <laughs> was saying. The first thing I would do is a flippity-doo. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's the first if, thing I'm doing. If I were in VR, I would simply not do a flippity-doo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter, John, but I'm different. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I I do just I do just really quickly want to touch on some of the weird business angle sides of uh, Star Wars Squadron. So I don't know Justin how much you said about it, but it will have a single player campaign component. But it, the the core of the game is five v five dog fighting in space, uh, uh, which is yeah that concept that was um, that was kind of like the the next thing I wanted to say about it. Is oh, just I'm sorry, I'm I didn't so bad. At- no, I just just quick comment. I'm so bad at these games. It bums me out that it's pretty heavily multiplayer leaning because I'm just I'm horrible at these types of games. I enjoy them, but I'm really bad at controlling them. Um, so uh, thankfully, it is not a full price game, so I'll be able to enjoy the campaign content. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that is kind of a bummer for me personally. So, so go ahead, Zach. No, you're yeah. I mean, you said a lot of what I would say, too, which is like. So 5v5 was kind of a surprising take as, like, that being the, the meat and potatoes of the game. Uh, the other thing that a lot of people liked uh, was that they said up front, no microtransactions, which has kind of plagued the EA Star Wars IP uh, since since that partnership started about, well, like, earlier this gen. Um, but the other thing is, like, their other stance that they have been outright about was, like, this is not a live service game. Like, this game is, we built this experience for you. It's $40, like you said, Justin. And once you have it, that's what you've got. I'm sure there will be updates if there's, like, stabilities or, or, or bug issues. But they have said, like, actively, like, we are not adding new maps. You're not adding new characters. You're not adding new stuff. Like, what you see is what you get. And to me, that's a little bit weird considering it's coming around so close to next-gen. Um, and they haven't announced next-gen ports or next-gen versions. Um, but also, I think that's kind of, when you when you take a step back, that's kind of what you'd expect at the turn of a generation, right? Like, there are a lot of games that just need to come out because they were like slated to come out this gen and maybe they got bumped a little bit. Um, it's it's weird. Like I guess it's it's weird to see EA up front be like, yo, this game is one and done, friends. It's forty dollars and like come in, have some fun while you're here, but like nobody's gonna be here in six months. Like it that's kind of the vibe <laughs> to me. It's like it's like this game's gonna be fun. It might be great. I I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of super talented devs on the team, but it seems like it's a game where they're just gonna kind of just <clears throat> Throw well, it out I mean, there. Well, I mean, it's not a living game, and it's a, it's a forty dollar game. And yeah. Zach, you were Zach, you were actually the one who postulated that it is. It, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was you that postulated in the DM that it was not going to come to next gen systems. Like, well, they, I mean, they've been weird about it, right? Like, so it's coming out October second, like, which is like dancing around the next real gen close. window. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it, yeah, it's weird. EA's entire conference, except for the stuff that they showed that was in like pre production, didn't mention next gen at all. Like, like stuff that clearly is going to get like next gen versions and stuff like even like Madden and FIFA and stuff, which they've spoken about next gen versions of those games. Like they didn't mention next gen at all, except for the stuff that was in pre-production, which is just a weird thing I noticed at the conference in general. You know, if they, um, I mean, it's a $40 game. It's not a living game. There's not going to be any DLC or expansions or microtransactions. I don't see the point of bringing it to next gen 
so I, I, I tend to, I tend to believe that it probably won't come, which is a little weird, right guys? Like, like it's, it's launching well, I mean, awfully there is... close to, to like, like, like it wouldn't be weird to me if it wasn't so close to the launch of the next gen. I don't think that it's like, I mean, let's well, be real. It's not like the PlayStation five is going to come out and then the PlayStation four is going to stop existing. It's going to be a while before the majority of the user base has moved over. So I know, well, but, and also like we, we know from like, uh, I think it was Eurogamer that reported on link leaked some dev documentation that any game re- like shipping after like mid July on, like on PlayStation has to support the native mode on PS five. I, imagine microsoft has a very similar stipulation so like i mean yeah these might not be like fully ray traced versions or something like that but like i imagine these will prop like it'll probably get you know higher frame rate higher resolution or something on next gen not just like not coming Boston. hello justin yeah i, I lost I, my mind I fit, I, Oh, you finished I, your thought. I finished talking and nobody said like anything. It's still no, there was this oh, weird sound delay there. That was really yeah, strange. It was it's weird... not his sound, it's his webcam. Justin's <laughs> webcam always has this weird laggy kind of like, we need to get you a new webcam at some point when they exist again to, to purchase. Um, but yeah, that's... <laughs> I'll also need to find a place to put it. That's going to be... Clip we'll find you. Anyway, sorry, I was done with what I was saying. Okay. So if somebody else wants to say something, go right. Somebody ahead. did. Justin did a flippity do. Yeah. Look, I have very fond memories of the Rogue Squadron games in particular. Um, Star Wars Squadrons is a forty dollar. Like I'm probably since I do not play I think anything multiplayer for the most part, um, I'll end up grabbing it on a discount at some point whenever it goes on sale. But like. It'll be worth it just to relive the idea of a next-gen, current-gen, I guess, Rogue Squadron kind of game. Because uh, it's not like there's any way to play the old Rogue Squadron games at this point unless you want to shell out stupid amounts of money for a physical GameCube copy of two or three. And I There's actually mean, a physical game copy in my local used game store for 10 bucks. That is irresponsible of them. <laughs> uh, I also don't have a working GameCube or anything, so like, not good for me, but... But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I want to see what they do. I hope there's at least one dumb thing in there. Like one of my favorite things about the old Rogue Squadron games is the fact that you could unlock like an old Cadillac or whatever it was and just fly the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did see that one of the cosmetics was a Funko Pop looking Wookiee. Uh, I hate that. On your car. Don't yeah, like I, don't I don't like that, that at all. Yeah, I don't like so, that one bit. Uh, welcome. Yeah. Thanks a lot, yeah. Funko Pops. You continue to be a fucking plague on everything resembling pop culture. Uh, all right, what conference came now? What, what else? We're from, not like, doing conferences we're not in doing, order. What do you no, like that this. was talked about that we haven't talked yeah, about pick yet? pick a game. Any game. Oh, no, I was just talking. I didn't mean what conference. I meant more like what what game. I, I, I didn't see anything at the EA conference today that really got me excited. Like, I know, I already knew about Squadrons. So, you know, that's fine. Um, I don't care about EA Sports. Uh, Do you care about Apex? Skate? Skate 4 skate exists. And is, like, upset that we're not talking about Skate, but I don't There's care nothing about to skate. say about Skate. About skate 4 at all. There skate is nothing to say about it. It's going they to be great, but we real. know nothing. But I'm it's happy. Real. I'm happy it's fucking real. Sure. I'm just, glad that people are happy about it. I just love that they're like, we're making this game to shut shut everyone up and have everyone stop bugging the us about a, another is. Skate game. You fucking you fuckers have bugged us for years. Here's your goddamn skate game. Leave us alone. You know, <laughs> like, we didn't I mean, see was anything fucking Bioware. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. We got a little footage of presumably Dragon Age 4. But... I am very surprised we have not seen Mass Effect. We know Mass Effect Trilogy exists, right? We're, yeah. We're, like, that's a thing that's It's real, like Metroid right? Prime it's Trilogy. It's real. Someone made but, it. But EA has... Uh, what's their track record on how good their ports are going to be with the remaster? It's going to be fucking awful. They've got so they've got their seven games coming to the Switch this year. So two yeah. of them, uh, one of them is Burnout Paradise, the other one is Apex Legends. So do we think that one of them is Sims Four? It has to be. Uh, right? It has to be. That game could run on. And that they game is coming to a new platform. Switch. And they, I was ready for them to say Switch, and they said Steam, and I was like, I was like this is a different a platform, store. Bitches. You just brought it to a different. <laughs> you just no, gave people not. another way to pay you for Sims Four on exactly, the computer. Exactly on the PC. Um, so one of them is definitely Mass Effect Trilogy, right? No, that's not coming to Switch. Well, what the fuck? It might are not they come to Switch at then? first. Well, uh, the rumor <laughs> is it might not come to Switch at first but that means it could still be within this 12 month time well, yeah frame. but at, right now the wording is right now there are no plans to bring ea is going to cancel half the games they have planned um, for switch anyway because ea here, cannot get it up at night if it isn't screwing over nintendo here's a hot prediction though okay. dragon age origins port coming to switch nope nope i think it's going to happen nope i think you're going to see a dragon age game on switch nope. yep yep absolutely not, not happen i did how much you want to bet I don't have any money to bet. I have no I'm money. I'm very broke. I have zero jo money. John, nope. John, how well have these bets gone for, for you? Oh, no. I, I just just let's, let's look at the track bet. record. Don't so I actually won my bet against Anthony uh, with Xenoblade Chronicles 2 coming out in 2017. John, I've okay. already made you play Neptunia. There's not much more I can do to you. <laughs> okay, but real talk. So there's still like several games left. What do we think? Do we think like multiple of these are going to be EA sports titles, right? Probably. FIFA and Madden are going to be switched in some Nerd. capacity. But also, like, the three fucking indies they showed today are probably all getting ports. Oh, right? you know what? You're absolutely right. Actually, yeah. that's what it's going to be. That's going to yeah. be the rest of it. There's no... okay. And I can I see, like, some of the older. I can't think of anything like, else, honestly. games, like. Like brothers are a way like, out, or something. like a way out would actually be kind of cool on Switch, especially if they found a way to make it work yeah. with like yeah. with um you know single Joy-Con for each person. Mm. That'd be cool. What's yeah, what's, really what's wild to me is that like you know yeah I joke haha bring everything to Switch, but no Mass Effect trilogy on Switch seems like a huge misstep. No it's Mass Effect dumb. trilogy at all seems like a pretty. Yeah, that's a misstep that yeah. they've been making. Yeah, John, we're still at the point where it, it doesn't even exist. Like. I mean, I'm sure it exists now. It it just, it it just like, I I mean, it's the Switch has has a higher sales trajectory than the Xbox or the PS4. So you're talking about one of the most impactful and uh, beloved franchises of its entire generation. Uh, one of the most notable franchises currently in gaming, and the only way to play it is through X, the only good way to play it is through Xbox One's backwards compatibility. Yeah, well, I mean, EA just doesn't do remasters. Period. Because I mean, I mean, they just they. I mean, yeah, they just and don't. That's, that's it's it's so frustrating to me that they don't do remasters and because like they have especially from last generation like they had so much good stuff and i would happily happily pay for a mass effect collection a dragon age collection a dead space collection a bad company remaster um like I would pay good money for all of those immediately a, a as soon as they got released. would be great. A bad, I loved Bad Company. Like, that was one of the few uh, first-person shooters I, I adored. Like, Derek? 
yo, I know what's going to happen. It just came to my mind. They're going to put Titanfall 1 on the Switch. Phil Spencer gives up up exclusivity. But then, (laughs) the monkey's paw, it's the Xbox 360. Yes, of course it is. Of course it is. It would have to be. That didn't have any of the AI stuff. And it runs half as well, despite (laughs) Switch being more powerful. All joking aside, like 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 I mean, Apex Legends on Switch is huge, and so is crossplay. Like I mean, that is massive. Uh, and like I do have questions about how Apex is going to run on Switch. Um, I, I I doubt it'll run incredibly well, but at least it'll be there. Uh, so it wouldn't be my first choice of platform to play it on. Um, but the crossplay thing is 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 a much bigger deal to me, uh, in my opinion. Um, I. Reb. Go ahead, Reb. No, no, no. Keep talking about this. Oh, I, oh, no, no. That's all I wanted to say. Like, I'm sorry, that, that... I got enthusiastic and I want to go next, but I want you to finish this conversation first. I was just gonna say that I think the big takeaway from today was that they showed some indies which were cool, but also uh, I think the big takeaway is that EA is gonna take crossplay more seriously next gen. Uh, that's it. This yeah. crossplay seems cool on EA stuff going forward. That's, that's I think good. it's gonna be a lot more standard. At the beginning yeah. welcome, of this gym. Welcome yeah. to 2018, uh, EA. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Reb. Okay, so we're like running short on time, so I'm just going to list off a bunch of indies that I saw that I like. Genesis Noir. It's a film noir game uh, with jazz music that's about blowing up the sun. Seems great. Love that. Uh, Lake, which is a game about being a male lady for two weeks. Fuck yes. Here mm. for the U.S. Postal Service. Fuck the cops. Postal Service. Yes. Fuck Good. Yeah. Postal Service we, we support. Um, let's see, what else? There was a new trailer for Ooblets. I believe we are getting some sort of early access thing coming out in the next couple months or so. Ooblets, super excited about that. Looks great. Um, what else? I see? There was a game, can someone remember, what was the game? It was during, I think, Gorilla Collective where you're like a skeleton, but like a cowboy skeleton? What was that? West, uh, West, of, West dead? of Dead. West of Dead. now? When is that yeah, out? Yeah, it, it came out today. Yep, West of Dead. Okay, that looked great. Um, Hundred Days is a winemaking sim. Super gear for that. Like winemaking, great. Seems chill. Um, I don't know what else. Like I must sort of rattle off some Gorilla Collective games. Look great. I put a bunch of stuff on my wish list. Then I didn't think to. I opened my mouth before I opened my wish list, which was a really stupid. Anyone else like? Did anyone else watch the Gorilla Collective? Was I? Was I, I didn't. The one who did that? I didn't. I thought. I mean, this is not like related. I wasn't to sure like, what it was to be honest. So this is not like relating games that I like. Sorry, I'm stalling for time while I open up my wish list like a fucking moron. Um, Here, I, if you need to stall for time, no, I, I I'm going to break open, open my, my monster to get me through the night. I just so. Fuck yeah, out. rip it, shit. I just got it open out. Okay, rip so it, was, rip it, big I man. I wish this was Carto, which is a game about this little girl who's like an explorer and like you, you move around the world by like you have this map and you can like rotate pieces on the map and it'll co- connect and open up new areas. It looked really, really good. Um, I think Floppy Nights was part of the Gorilla Collective. I played a demo of that at, uh, at East, and I've talked about Floppy Nights before. It looks really good. Uh, no Place for Bravery looked great. Had a really cool score. I don't even remember what was going on about that, but I wishlisted it, so it looked great. Oh, I saw uh, there was a trailer for Haven, which is that cool game about, like, the two people who are in a relationship, and they go to a planet to escape, like, I think a shitty government or something, and they, like, fly around, and they, they like, I, I love that because I did an interview um, with the game makers about it. And they basically told me that it's a really French game, because it's a French studio, and the reason why it's a French game is because it's about eating and talking and kissing and drinking. Um, and fuck Aww. yeah, honestly. Um, and then, is that everything? Oh yeah, I, 
I also added a game to my wish list called Nightfall, which looked like if you heard about Neocab last year, it looked a lot like Neocab, but with oh, a murder Nightfall mystery. Came out. Yeah, Nightcall's out. I played it last summer. On, it came out. It was. It came out on Windows and X. Oh. No, maybe just Windows. Like it was in Game Pass, like day and date last year. In August. It was on Microsoft Store. I don't think it was on. Yeah. Is it good? I didn't buy it's good. It and I played it. good shit. It's good. It's good. Okay. Anyway, those are all the games that I saw that looked really good. I do, I do think that there was sort of a disadvantage to the fact that so like normally the indies are sort of sprinkled around a long week of e3 showcases and you sort of get them between the big showcases and this time there were basically i mean pc gaming show isn't technically an indie showcase but it kind of turns into one after like the first 30 minutes um and that's fine i love indie games i love them with all my heart you will never hear me say a bad word about indies but i think having three m like hour plus long indie showcases back to back on a saturday did not do a lot of the favors especially the ones anyway Derek has a migraine. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. You're right. I'll make it. I'm seeing kaleidoscopes I'm, when I shut my eyes. I'm sorry, buddy. That's fine. I'm sorry, Just don't buddy. Close them. Just keep them wide open, buddy. Did did we want to keep your eyes wide open, Derek? Did we want to go ahead and start shutting down? Uh, Do you want give... to have any other games from this week that they really want to shut out? Yeah, there was one game. I actually played a little bit of it in early access because it launched. Um, was Among Trees, which I think was shown at Gorilla Collective. Did you all see this game? I saw it. I haven't played it, though. I'm okay, so Tell me about it. So it's like, this is a really, really, I hate when people do this, and I'm going to do it anyway. Um, it has a, a very similar aesthetic to something like Firewatch, but a lot more blues rather than orange hues. Um, and it is, but it's, it's kind of a survival game uh, in the woods, which like everyone has fucking played, but think firewatch aesthetics uh mixed with like survival mechanics but like a lot less intense um and you're just kind of wandering around like chopping down trees and like it's really pretty and it has a designated screenshot button that automatically when you take a screenshot like when you press the hotkey for it, it wipes the hud for a second so it can take this clean screenshot mm. um and it's really cute and like it's really fun and you kind of just have your own little cabin and like rather than like trying to like you do have hunger and like how tired you are and that sort of thing um but rather than like, it doesn't feel like it's like, hang on to life. It's like, how can you really thrive uh, in this environment? Um, and also like trust your, like it doesn't really, like you can, you can craft a map or a compass, uh, which is helpful. But also a lot of it is like actually genuinely learning to like read your environment and like say, okay, yesterday I walked to this, to this rock. Let's see if I can go a little bit further today when I'm looking for my supplies. Um, and it, it's really cool. It's an early access title on, I think it's exclusive to Epic's epics launcher right now mm, um but i think i got it for like six bucks because it, i had a ten dollar off tim sweeney coupon um so that's pretty cool <laughs> ten sweeney bucks ten sweeney, sweeney bucks, bucks. personally delivered it to your it's mailbox. cool it's cool <laughs> yeah that's all i've got cool i might i've, I've been eyeing that I'm... do it i bet they'll echo up and then we can survive together so i guess we've got we've got to mm. talk about the the new stuff yeah. Yes. Yes. Reb, you wanna you is wanna it, start? Reb. Me? Okay, I wasn't. Yeah, sure this is you, Reb. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got it. I've got an announcement. I didn't. I didn't actually like write out a statement, so it feels a little weird to say this. Um, I'm actually. Um, this is my second to last podcast with SDGC as an official member of the cast. Um, I'm leaving. I have absolutely adored my. It's been wonderful. I I started doing this specifically. I mean, I, I'd been on the show as a guest a few times, and it was, like, really fun, and I loved the group, so that was, like, the main core of it. But there was also sort of 
kind of a specific need as a person. I started at games industry a few months before that and was doing business news all day and it was very serious. And as people know, that's very much conflict personality. I wanted to do some more goofy, you know, fun, lighthearted, just shit about games. And that, that was here. And, you know, I have this wonderful group of friends who have, have been there for me and have been wonderful throughout it all. Um, it, it's been absolutely lovely. Um, but I feel that I am at a point where I'm ready to move on to do something that is entirely mine. Um, 100% my own project. So I don't have anything specific to announce about it right now. Um, I am planning on making July 2nd my last show. It would have been next week, um, but I'm off the show next week. I have. Um, but uh, July 2nd, I will be on the show. It's going to be my show as an official member of the cast. I'm still staying on the Discord. If you're part of the community, I'm going to keep, I'm still going to be in charge of the Discord. So that's like not changing. I'm still going to be around. I'm not vanishing. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving the community. I'm just not going to be a regular on the show. Anymore. And I, yeah, and I'm sure we'll have you on as a guest uh, whenever, well, I mean, whatever you want to come on, Reb. So, but, of course. Um, but the main thing is I, I'm working on, there, there's there's two projects that I'm working on. One of them is Games Industry Not Biz Related, which technically wouldn't conflict, but it is still a podcast project. Um, that one, I don't know when it's going to be officially announced, but it's coming fairly soon. Like we're, I have episodes recorded of that one already. Um, it's just sort of getting together um, some loose together so can actually run. Um, but the other thing that is entirely mine and unrelated to any of my other work things, um, if I, I'm hoping I will have something to announce on July 2nd during the final show on uh, just if you like uh, audio podcasts, if you like um, any of my written interviews that I do with especially indie developers, and if you like food, probably maybe like food. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. Um, thank you all so much for everything. I'll, we can get sappy on this, but yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, uh, and then in, in addition to Reb, I also wanted to announce, uh, partially on his behalf, uh, Matty, uh, Matty G, who y'all might be aware of, uh, he does a ton of our uh, 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 pre-recorded content that we release. He does a lot of that, and then he also has a, a new blog called Quest Log that y'all should follow on Twitter. Uh, Matty is also going to be uh, departing SEGC uh, on July 2nd. Uh, similar to Reb, it, you know, it was just a, a, a point where um, everyone has had a lot of fun making content together, but uh, it was time, like, just like Reb, Maddie, Maddie wanted to focus on Questlog, and that's where he'll be. Yeah. Maddie's um, kind of, and, and, to, and I think I think it's okay for me to say this, too. Ma Maddie has not been on the show in a while. Uh, he's he's had other stuff going on, and so this is this is probably not, like, a super surprising announcement. This is more of a, since, since you know, since there is sort of a departure date for other people, he's, like, you know, kind of ready to just sort of make it official. Go do it. Right. So, but, yeah. but he will be on the show um, on the but, second with us. Yeah. I, I do highly recommend you guys check out Questlog. Please. Um, really he, I, I, his writing is really good. And he has said um, to me that he thinks, you know, that writing is kind of a better way for him to express some of his opinions. So please check it out because I think Maddie is a really insightful, mm -hmm. um, great writer. And um, he he's good. I think he's going to be doing a lot of stuff with that. DLC. He wrote a really good thing about the Pokemon yeah. DLC. Yeah. Um, so ch check out Questlog. Um, and then lastly, uh, I wanted to announce that also on July 2nd, it will also be my last podcast. Uh, Everybody's leaving! Yeah, everyone out of the Not pool. Everybody. Everyone out of the pool, except it's just three people. Um, it'll, yeah, so similarly, um, you know, uh, this is, it, it honestly was just something that, um, 2020 has just been a long, hard year for everyone in different ways, uh, and, Love SCGC, love making podcasts, especially love the community. Um, love 
people constantly challenging me to do better and think harder and like that's been great um but i'm also just fucking tired um and i'm out of juice and uh i just need some time uh so i will also be leaving scgc uh like reb uh i will be in the discord i will still be on twitter i will be around the places you see me except for thursday night shows uh but of course you might see me in chat uh, as a fan of scgc um i joined in 2018 yeah it's a couple years yeah yeah like almost two and a half years i think two and a half years now um so it's been really cool to to watch the show change um and it feels like there's been a trajectory in terms of like production value uh and and thoughtfulness um and i'm excited um even with my departure to see you guys uh keep pursuing that direction um and keep doing better thinking harder um and and just finding ways to highlight people who um, sometimes don't get a platform and I'm excited to see um, what y'all do next. So uh, thank you for having me for so long. Uh, and also thanks to the community um, for, for letting me talk and be weird and uh, have fun with y'all. It's been good. We love you, man. Well, I, July um, 2nd is going to be fun, by yes, the way. It's yes, going to yes. be a yeah, show, yeah, but we're this not, not having a fucking sob, sob fest. We are going to, I don't, I don't know what Margaritas? we're going to do. Zach and I are going to pick <laughs> a bunch of shit we want to talk about. I don't even know what it's going to be about, but like, like my, my stipulation was that whatever our last show was going to be, it was going to be just a bunch of goofy, fun nonsense. So I hope you, yeah, it's a party, not a funeral. I hope y'all, like, we're not leaving. We're not dead. Like we're yeah. just, we're just not going to do the Thursday. Yeah. I mean, if you still want to talk to any of them, they'll be in the STGC discord. Yeah, I mean, Rep is still running here. the thing. So we'll still exist on I mean, Twitter and all the other places. Um, may I? As, yeah. And, as, and we really want to, Oh, sorry, you, Derek. You, you go, go ahead, ahead, Justin. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up when you're done. And we really want to emphasize that no one's leaving on bad terms or Absolutely anything. Absolutely not. Yeah. It just was uh, the t- the timing just kind of lined up for several people to go I- in some different directions. So um, I'm really excited to see what all three of them do in the future. And I hope uh, all of you that listen to our show keep following them and their work because I think they do great stuff. So we're not friends. dying. Yeah. 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 No one. No one. No. no <laughs> No, no, no one's dying. We're gonna have fun. So we're all dying very, very slowly. All right. Well, so yes. If if is everyone okay with me taking over for a second to talk about yes, some please. shop? Mm-hmm. So I am about to be our uh, for a little while our senior diversity correspondent, which doesn't feel great <laughs> as a as a uh, white guy who is presumably cis. Um, so, but I guess being queer and, and potentially horny for everybody makes me the diverse member of the show soon. Um, here's, here's the thing. We have lost some people, um, over time. I mean, Brandon left quietly on his own terms because the show was not exactly what he wanted out of it anymore. Reb, Zach, Maddie, all leaving for their own purposes. We recognize we're a group of white dudes. And even the one person who's not a white dude, is a white woman. Like it's not, is not the most diverse crowd. And we've actually been talking about this for like months, actually. We've we've been talking about yeah, the plans this is, on this. This has together, been a long conversation. Is is we know that we're very, very white. Um, and that while we have a fantastic community and fantastic friends and relationships within gaming media, uh, that that very much show that we are a good group. I don't we don't have to prove to anybody where our hearts are, but our show does not look like our community does. Um, so, A, we have we made a very firm commitment um, a while ago that because we're going to be 
shorter on members for a while and we can really go crazy with the guests we really want to highlight more guests that are outside of the standard couple of of white guy close friends of the show that we like to have on when we're just randomly down a member which is not to say they can't show up again you know we love our our tom johnson and our nintendon but like it's it's this is a good opportunity for us to highlight and bring on more people who we are close friends with already and we just don't often put on the show um and then the other thing is that we uh, are going to need a new person or two uh, and we made the call a while back that we all easily agreed on. No more white dudes. No more white dudes in SDGC. We're done. We're white dude out. We got plenty of us. We need that Wanda Maximoff snap. No more white dudes. So um, I understood that reference. no more white cis dudes, I should say. Obviously, trans men are, are a different story, I, I believe. Uh, and I think we all agree with that. So we're going to take some time uh, where we behind the scenes will talk about that sort of stuff. But the important thing is for this next little chapter of our show, we're going to try to bring you guys some uh, some fantastic guests and friends and community members um, of of all genders and colors and, and sexualities and creeds and, and everything um, to show how beautiful our hobby is and our community is um, and try to live up to the people that, you know, that are in our community. We want to be as good as our community is. Um, and then in due time, we're in no rush, but in due time, we'll bring a little bit more flavor into the show. And that will be, that will make us all the better for it. So, and I, and I do want to point out that, um, that we're not replacing Reb, Zach and, and Maddie. Well, there's yeah, no yeah. replacements. <laughs> we're just getting new faces. We cannot, there, there is no replacing any of them. People have popped uh, out and into this podcast since it started, you know? It's I mean, it's not like, community. how many of us were actually here for episode one? Just John, I think. Just, just me. Just John. So, I mean, that's, that's just how this goes. Um, I was, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that everyone here except for John has joined since I joined two and a half years ago. So the, the cast shifts around and, and yep. this is a normal part of the process. So, it Taco. just lined up that we had one person who had basically left and another person, Zach, who was just burning out broadly in general and needed that needs that break. And like and, a dying star. Yeah. And, and Reb <laughs> having her own project. I'm going to start great, calling Zach the red giant. Reb having her own project is a great opportunity to make it official for all three of them. And it was a great opportunity for us as we had already been talking about for a while to go, okay, cool. Then let's start looking at, who we can bring in uh, that will add some not white cis man energy to this, to this group. Um, Cause it's the more of us that there are that are not uh, white straight cis men, the easier it is on all of us, even subconsciously, which is a thing that, that Reb has beautifully pointed out multiple times. and is a very important perspective for all of us to keep in mind that, that it, it, we, we are, we as white men, because I'm a white man, um, can be overwhelming just in our multitudes. Um, but we as people who are not 100% within the um, straight white cis men kind of umbrella, who, who poke out in any way, shape, or form, um, are made stronger by having friends and having more of us together. So so the show's going to change a bit. Uh, it's going to change for the better. Um it's going to change for the better as in it's going to be better than having five white dudes on. 
No offense. No offense. We can't. Taken, we can't replace fine. Reb. We can't I, replace. But her. I agree with all. Of you. Yeah. But I I do want to say, Derek, if you don't mind, really quick before yeah. we wrap up, again, the show is going to be great. It's going to keep going. But I want to say, in case people uh, on the off chance are not following uh, uh, Reb, myself, and Maddie, before we go, uh, Reb, where can people find you on Twitter yes. if they're not already following you? You can find me on Twitter at Duck Valentine. And also read my work at gamesindustry.biz. Woo! Uh, and I am I'm also throwing Maddie's Twitter handle um, into uh, chat right there for people to follow Maddie. Also, uh, from that page, you'll see quest logging. Uh, feel free to follow that, too, to keep up on Maddie's blogging. Uh, All right, and hold on. Of I'll, course... just do it. I'll do it for the audio, too. It's at, I don't, how do you say his last name? At Maddie. Gregoire? See, that's why I threw it in chat. Oh, okay. Gregoire. It's at no, Maddie, M-A-T-T-Y underscore Gregoire, G-R-E-G-O-I-R-E. If Thank you, Red. That's much better radio than me just being, it's in the chat because I can't pronounce his last name and don't want to embarrass myself. I want everyone uh, to uh, But also, uh, if you're not following me already, you can find me at Twitter, at Bearclaw Gaming, uh, because the handle uh, will live on, You are apparently. sweet and fluffy and delicious like a bear. <sighs> <laughs> thank you um but yeah uh i guess we should wrap up and stop being sour about it because it's it's cool shit and yeah. everybody's gonna be great so uh in case people aren't following you justin where can people find you on twitter uh you can find me at robo plato uh like the philosopher not like plato the <laughs> kids putty uh, um, <laughs> uh, appar- apparently some people have been get- getting confused so i want to clarify that <laughs> john where can people find you Look, I don't. If, if you're watching this podcast, people are already probably following me on Twitter anyway. <laughs> the so ego, the, the hubris on this man. Derek, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Derby City Derek. All right, take us home. All right, folks. It's not always poetry. We don't always agree, but we do always keep it real. So until next time, please be good to each other. <laughs>